Welcome to the Lighthouse Financial Advisors Money Over 50 podcast with Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. This information is general in nature and does not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Therefore, you should consider whether the information is appropriate for you and your personal circumstances. If you require personal advice, please contact Lighthouse Financial Advisors. Here are your hosts, Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. Welcome to Money Over 50. Um, it's a new year. It's a new year. It's a new year. <laughs> Today we're here. What better thing to talk about than New Year's resolutions yeah. uh, in the new year, early in the new year? So, um, Michael Hogue is my name uh, here with Dallas Davison today, as always. So, thanks, Michael. So, given that we're not uh, dietitians or personal trainers, we're not going to talk about your health and fitness, which is the the other main one that people want to look at in the new year. Uh, today, uh, in particular, you've sort of um, uh, come up with a few things that most people want to look at, which is around their uh, their finances, in particular, their spending habits. Uh, every every New Year seems to be one where we look back over the last year and go, geez, where did all that money that I earned go? And so for most people, a new year is a good time to look at that and go, I'm going to try and catch some of that this year. Yeah, look, if you, if you, and if you look at the, um, the new year, it's a brand new year. Obviously, Christmas has just come and gone. Yeah. Um, what I tend to do before Christmas is, is let go any semblance of eating, <laughs> eating properly. <laughs> and, uh, and most people do the same with their finances. Really. And, and, yeah. and a lot of people, I mean, it's, it's a... It's a it's a, a time of, of um, excesses in terms of... <laughs> I thought of, you were going to say, it's a time for sharing and... Fair. No, it's a time for gluttony and excess. It That's is a really time <laughs> of gluttony and excess. So, um, look, I, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know what's happened to my clothes, but they, they've shrunk somehow <laughs> in my cupboard um, during this really hot period of time. So, uh, it, all, all jokes aside, look, it, it is a really good time at the start of the yeah. new year to yeah. um to look at your new year's resolution so we're we're talking uh, about the financial aspects of that today so we have some practical tips that yeah. you can that you can do uh you can put in place pretty much straight away yeah um so so um it all starts with your budget and by budget we mean what you're what you spending your money on in in the same, i think that's a good point sorry michael is that like it's a bit like people say your diet it's not necessarily a written plan that you're sticking to whatever you eat is your diet Hmm. whatever you spend is your budget it may not you might not know what that is or you might not like it but whatever you spend is what your budget is even if it's not a formal thing where you know where money's coming and going that's right um look we have a the the first thing to do is to get it all down on paper so um we have a a budget template yeah and um anyone that would like that can certainly get in touch with yeah. uh, us at lighthousefinancialadvisors.com.au. And uh, we've been able to have to email the spreadsheet. Now, what, what, what's really good about the spreadsheet is that is that it's a real memory jogger. Yeah. You can get them elsewhere yeah. as well. Uh, you yeah. can download them. But um, it's a memory jogger in that it, it pretty much we've thought of every single expense that you could have. Yeah. That, that's, um, yeah, you, you, you can't really go the other way, can you? Like, I, I've had this before many times where someone will come in and say, I've got my budget written down. It's just something they've handwritten. And it, it's kind of worked the other way where as they think of an expense, they've written it down. Yes. Whereas 
to work off a budget template is is the first step in getting that right because there'll be all those you know there I can't remember the exact number but there's a lot of items on a, on a standard template. It's 35 centimetres 35 long. centimetres long. There so you go. Because we're on a podcast, we can't really describe things other than... <laughs> there is video, though, so it's, it's, probably about, <laughs> it's about that long. So, I mean, imagine a spreadsheet yeah. and each little yeah. uh, cell yeah. uh, or, or row, yeah. each little row yeah. is minute. Yeah. So there are that many things that you can spend your money on yeah. that it's actually 35 centimetres long. Yeah. So... so um, if you're if you're out and you overspend in each one of those categories, yeah, then the sum of all parts means that you're scratching around like a lot of people and saying, yeah. "Hey, where did all that money go?" Yeah, yeah. and and that's a good point of um, with your with sitting down and, and writing out those items. What you tend to find is, like I say, if someone comes in and goes, "I've I've done up my handwritten budget. These are the ten things that I spend money on, and I've got a thousand dollars spare a fortnight," and then you go. Well, where is it? And they sort of look, like we're saying, look back over the last year and go, I don't know. I don't know where that money went. So you go, well, it's probably not spare. It's probably going towards other expenses, and you just don't know what they are right now. That's that's a great point because you, yeah, I mean, that that's quite a common thing that we see, isn't it? Yeah. Like we see yeah. that uh, quite a lot. We have a theoretical surplus. Yeah, the theory, which is a great racehorse <laughs> name, but it uh, is. Yeah, <laughs> it's not what you want with your with your budget. So the first step: get it all down. Yeah. Um, so go through the spreadsheet, yeah, and um, and and make sure that you've got. A, now here's the key: a realistic yes. estimate yeah. of what you will spend, yeah, uh, or what you have spent, yeah. So there's certain things that you can't fudge, yeah. like um, council rates, for example. <laughs> yeah. They are what they are. Yeah. Um, we see people fudge so many other things, though, like this, this, like holidays. Yeah. Um, Home maintenance is a yes. big one. Uh, yeah, it has to be realistic. So, the the idea of this first go through of yeah. filling out this budget yeah. is actually to have what a realistic is. estimate. Because because what yeah. we want to do then is yeah. go through, yeah. and once it's all down on paper yeah. or on spreadsheet, um, we want to then apply three main things, which is cull, reduce, and cap. Yep, that's a great point. So, like you're saying. We see this all the time where someone will do a budget and, and we see it as a two-stage process, like you say. Mm. First, first, let's get this as it actually is right now. Mm. Then let's apply some things to this to, to make it more like we want it to be. But yep. the first step is it's got to be realistic. You, you have to be honest about where your money is currently going before, before these, these three steps of the cull, reduce and cap can, can really work. Mm. That's right. So um, once it's all down on the spreadsheet and it's realistic... The next step is to go through each one of those uh, yeah. rows, yeah. Uh, 35 centimetres worth, and go from top to bottom yeah. and, and have a look firstly, uh, the first the first pass through yeah. of the budget should be things that you can cull completely. completely. Yeah. So what we're looking for here, <coughs> a good example there are subscriptions to, yeah. to various things. So we find um, even some subscriptions are ten dollars a month. Some are yeah, you know, eighty dollars a month yeah. with with um, yeah. the old Foxtel yeah. system. <laughs> yeah. Um, what the idea to to do that is to go through and have a look at things that you um, are not getting much enjoyment out of yeah. anymore, what's and look the, at what you the, can cull. The Murray Murray Kondo is that the the organizer woman who has the thing? Do these things spark joy in my life? <laughs> Well, yeah. it's it's funny because even if they, I mean, even if they don't 
even if they, you still enjoy some of these things, yeah. you still have to look at it from a holistic point of view and say, okay, is, is there a cost-benefit yeah. relationship here? Yeah. And am I better at putting that money elsewhere? So yeah. go through in the first pass-through and see what you can cull. Yeah. So what you want to do is save two budgets. You yeah. want to save the first um, yeah. uh, one as your base as to what you're spending now. And then the second one, you want to yeah. save a new version and first of all, go through and cull those things, get rid of them, and just just make them zeros in the spreadsheet. Yeah, um, that, that sort of tends to be the most. Um, I guess it's an easy one because you, you're you're sort of going through and you're just drawing a line through things effectively and just going, I'm just yeah. not going to spend anything on that. And it's kind of an easy pass fail thing of do I do I want to do I want to be spending any money on this at all and just getting rid of it completely it's it's the quickest one yeah. i mean to cancel a subscription yeah. is yeah. is yeah. is pretty quick yeah. you just cancel it yeah and then um, the, the next one which is reduce yeah. because there's certain things that you can't cancel yeah. that that takes a bit more time yeah and look a big one here is insurances now if if you add up yeah. the sum of all parts of the insurance of, of, yeah. of the yeah. total insurance bill if we look at home and contents yeah. health vehicles insurance. health insurance yeah. um yeah life and tpd yeah. income protection all those types of things yeah if you add all those up you look at that as a as a as a cumulative bill on someone's yeah. budget yeah it's it, can, it can be it's a huge number yeah um and and that's a good point michael is that those are those tend to actually be bigger ticket items um, so like a lot of the expenses that you can completely cull might be um, might be smaller things but you can just get rid of them completely and if you add yeah. a few of them together it stacks up pretty well but you know insurance is one for you for most people they're just not in a position where they can get rid of that but if you if you actually what I tend to do is sort your expenses with this next step is to sort your expenses by the biggest to the smallest if that makes sense yeah. so uh, for a lot of people it's your uh, home loan repayments um, as another example of the interest that you're paying on your home loan. If you can reduce that, <coughs> you, you don't want to spend more money in interest than, than what you have to. There's no, no one's getting more joy out of spending that. No one's That's enjoying right. that, that interest bill. Uh, the same thing with your insurances, uh, as you are saying there. If you need the cover, you have to have some level of cover, but you don't want to be overpaying. And that's, that's right. That's a, that, and, those and, are great and my take on insurance, especially when you look at all of, you know, all of those insurances added up and you yeah. look at the total premium, Yeah. My take on insurance is that is that you want to be covered for the major things yep. where you're not financially decimated yep. if that happens. Yep. Um, good example there, home insurance. Yep. So if your house burned down, yeah, you, uh, it would be very very hard to to yep. you know, come up with the money to to replace it to replace it, and the opportunity yep. cost of that yep. would be another thing. Yeah, that's right. um, whereas for me, <coughs> uh, I've actually just decided not to insure my. Fifteen thousand dollar car, which is yeah. probably only worth about nine thousand dollars now, yeah. <laughs> um, and 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 because yeah. uh, they were, they quoted me six hundred dollars for the year, and I yeah. thought, look, yeah. it's garaged all the time. Yeah, uh, look, I know I know car theft's a big thing yeah. at the moment, but yeah. it's garaged all the time. Yeah, whilst I wouldn't want to part with. Uh, Nine thousand yeah. dollars you necessarily. Could to, I could do it and not be financially decimated. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, for me, uh, I, I actually culled. Yeah, my current my car insurance. I've yeah. just got third party insurance yeah. on that like, car. So. Yeah, and I guess that's one where you're saying if you look at insurances as the overall category, there are bits of that that you'll be able to reduce. There are bits of that that you'll be able to cull, uh, and then there are parts that you won't be able to do anything to. You'll just have to leave the same. Yeah. So. you had a good point before on, on home loans as well. So uh, what we've seen there's there's a big uh, disparity between certain home loan products. Yeah. 
and, and even in the same bank, yes. you will see certain home loan products up around the high 4%. Yep. And then other products, which yep. are, they don't have as many bells and whistles on them, yep. uh, are down around the 3.5%. Yep. So it's, it's, it's a good idea to even have a look at. Um, and we're, we're, we're dating this a little bit because because um, we're talking about what yeah. the yeah. variable interest rate yeah, should be right. around yeah. now at the start of 2020. Yeah. Um, it should have a three in front of it. Yeah. So it should be in the threes. Yeah, that's right. And, and preferably um, around the three and a half percent, if not lower. So if you're paying four and a half percent, five percent, you need to look at um, we need to look, You need to look at your bank and say, th- how can we get that down to three and a half percent? I think that sort of ties into a lot of a lot of these expenses that you can look to reduce. You probably you have something in place. You've been with the same insurance company for ten years, or you've been with the same bank for thirty years, and you just kind of assume that they are going to be passing any, you know, any cost savings onto you. And you see this with banks in particular, where a new a new home loan will be offered at some inter- you know a, a great new rate. The existing customers that aren't making any you know making any noise aren't aren't rocking the boat at all. They're still they're, they're paying a percent more, mm. and then you know they go into their bank and say, well, if I was to take out a new loan with this other provider, they're going to charge me you know three and a half percent instead of four and a half, and and the existing bank will go, oh yeah, we can match that. Yeah, but it doesn't happen unless unless you go unless you, you go, go and make that happen. Yeah, that's 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 right. Um, and look, a lot of this stuff is it, look, it's very time consuming to do this. Yeah, and and which, um, which and is why we would say you really probably only want to do it once a year. Yeah, once once a year, um, and uh, for sometimes even longer, yeah. because the the bang for your buck uh, yeah. is yeah. something over one year. But once you've gone through, yeah. for example, yeah. and um, you know, uh, rewritten your loans yeah. to a lower rate, yeah, that's right. And, you don't need to do that again. Done all your insurances and moved insurer and yeah. all that sort of stuff. If it makes sense to do that, yeah. then that's probably something you pick up again in two or three years time. That's right. Uh, yeah. Because it does take some time and you've yeah. got a lot of bank for your back straight away yeah. by doing it yeah. Um, now. Yeah. But um, yeah, so so then, so the next one is to go through and reduce. So look at... So, so sorry. So, sorry, just 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 um, capping off there. So Cull was the first one, reduce, go through and see what you can reduce. Yep. Um, plug in those new numbers. Yep. Bit time consuming that one because you are contacting your bank, you are yep. contacting your insurer, you're contacting yep. um, you know separ- uh, other insurers yep. as well sometimes. Yep. And um, the, the the third one is is being able to cap yep. certain expenses. Yep. Now what I'm talking about there is we see people that say uh, a lot that they spend a hundred dollars a month on dining out or, or yep. entertainment yep. and um, pardon the French we call bullshit on that straight away <laughs> because yep. we say just tell us what you did last week yeah oh yeah uh, we, we had fish and chips on Friday yeah, night we got fish and chips on Friday oh, night it was my mate's we, birthday last weekend so we went out for dinner yeah. and spent 120 bucks and you, yeah and this all happened in a week yeah and they yeah. tell us that they yeah. spent a hundred dollars yeah. a month on these things so yeah. what it is it's about having a realistic um, a figure yeah and, and you you're doing yourself no favors by continuing to yeah. to um, to lie to yourself and yeah. say that it's a hundred dollars a month if yeah. it's really four hundred dollars a That's month right. or five hundred dollars a month. Yeah. Look, I really like capping those expenses and, and cash out, taking cash out as opposed to putting those expenses on your credit card. Yeah. Look, I just find it a fantastic way yeah. because you can see the cash disappear um, yeah. before your eyes. Yeah. You know, if you get paid 
weekly in this example you're taking yep. if we if we came up and said you're really spending yeah four hundred dollars a month on yep. um dining out dining out as opposed to the hundred that you've put in the yep. budget yep um what you're doing is you're taking a hundred dollars cash out every week yep and look if you if if you don't spend that if you if you do have a week where you spend zero of that yeah then you put That's that in right. a jar yeah and you carry it forward for next week you yep. get a hundred dollars out next week yeah um, and you may spend overs yep. that week. Yeah, yep. there's times when yeah, you, yep. you have you build up a bit of visitors fun. come to town to stay with you, and you, yeah, you know, you, you're doing more of that sort of stuff. I think the, it's, it's a uh, a lot of those. So with the cap type expenses, a lot of the discretional spending, and the other one, a good one that I find is to is to kind of group those things together. Perfect. If that makes sense. Perfect. So you, you yep. might go. Um, you know, I like to have a punt on a Saturday afternoon. I like yep. to have a beer occasionally and go out for breakfast. And so yep. you go, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take out separate amounts of cash for those no. things. But you might go, I'm gonna allocate two hundred dollars a week or whatever that amount is, and take that out. And those expenses, those discretional expenses, they can fight it out between themselves. It's, you don't it's a care perfect, what they perfect spend. Perfect way on. to do it yep. because it's simple. Yeah, uh, they're all grouped together. Yeah, and they fight amongst each other. Yeah, so that if you do more of one, you do less of another. Yeah, and and look, it's a really it just yep. works a treat. So yep. um, our family uh, takes out cash every fortnight. Yep. when when we pay ourselves here. Yep. and and also my wife gets paid on a fortnightly basis as well as yep. a school teacher. Yeah, um, we take out. A yep. Set amount of cash every every fortnight to be spent on those entertainment yep. items. Type expenses, yeah. And anything that um, uh, anything that we don't spend, we carry forward because yep. there's there's fortnights where we have you know, larger uh, expenses. Yep. And um, if that builds up too much, we've got another jar that yep. we throw in, which is yep. for holidays. Yeah. So, so that's only, for, only for a financial planner would have the cash that they've that they've got to, to blow every fortnight, build up, and then they'd be saving some of that cash. Right? Well, well, we just we've <laughs> yeah. we've we've got a separate. Uh, uh, yeah, we've got. I mean, we've got a separate holiday yep. account. Yep. In the bank, but but you yeah. we, we we have a separate jar with holidays on it. So yep. we, we we throw excess cash into that. Into that, yeah. So. Um, the, so just to, to recap on those those recap pardon pun the on those three different things that you can look at with your your budget because that t- your holidays uh, comment there ties into the next part of this is that so go through do a realistic budget which lists all of the expenses so use a template which has a all of the possible expenses there first first pass through is to go through and cull anything that you just don't need to spend money on anymore. Second step is to go through and reduce some of those uh, bigger, ticker I- bigger ticket items. And the third thing is to come up with a system to cap the, the discretional spending. So arrive at an amount that you are actually happy to spend every, every week or every fortnight. Yep. Either take that amount out as cash, have that transferred to a separate account, whatever's required there, to, to know that there's a limit on how much can be spent there. Yes. Um, and this sort of ties into within the, the capping uh, that spending, Another one that works that we find works really well is to set up different bank accounts for different groups of uh, expenses. And so holidays is a really good one that you just touched on there is that um, for most people, holidays is one that, that we get lied to about all the time. We get lied to. <laughs> uh, most, of, most of our clients love to travel and, and we love to travel and people come in and say, oh, next year it's our family Christmas in Brisbane, so travel next year will be two grand. And then I go, where did you go last year? Oh, yeah. we went down to Sydney for a week and we actually went on a trip to Thailand for two weeks and this great cruise came up, so we went on that. 
But the, okay. there's the, there's those things, and the things that the things that people are doing now are exotic weddings. So yes. people are flying yeah. to exotic <laughs> weddings. <laughs> Good point. Um, you, you know, and and if you're listening to this, you're in your mid fifties. Yeah. We assume, or you're in, yeah. in your fifties. So you're flying to your niece's wedding. Yep. Um, in yep. Bali. Yep. Not in, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Exactly uh, right. Or or, yep. or elsewhere. And then you have someone's fiftieth uh, birthday, That's which right. you fly across yep. the country to yep. WA for. Yep. So all this stuff happens in the one year, and it's yep. it's, it's it's yeah, it might be ten yep. thousand instead of the thousand dollars that That's this right. person has put down. Yeah. Now. Um, we'd just like to make a point we're not saying don't do this no. not at all we love travel we love spending time with people yeah. um, we love those types of things it's, it's about getting organised for that and having yeah. a realistic amount yeah. go into that yeah. um, so what Dallas is touching on here is we would advocate having at least two separate bank accounts yeah. um, one you would nickname holidays yeah. and if it's 10,000 on average every year, then what we have to do yep. is make sure that uh, $200 per week goes into that account. Goes into that account. Yep. And it's got to go in on a per pay basis. That's very important. Yep. So if you paid weekly yep. and you set up a transfer of $200 from your pay yep. uh, account straight into that holidays account so yep. that over the course of the year, $10,000 is up in that. Yep. Now, of course, you'll be dipping into it to, to go to your niece's wedding and you'll yep. be dipping into it to go to your friend's 50th. Yep. Um, but that's fine because yep. it's continually yep. being seated. Yep. And bills as well. Yep. Because um, really, if you look at your your the frequency of your bills and what yep. we're talking about here are council rates, which yep. come in every half a year, yep. home insurance and car, car insurance, which yep. yeah, comes in every year, yep. um, car registrations. Yep. Uh, and and yeah, some of those, those some of those things. bills you can actually be pay an amount fortnightly to, to get in front of that, and that's yeah. probably what you'd recommend there. But there are others that you just um, you you can't do that, and so you ha- it's going to have to be irregular. Even things like home maintenance um, is another big one. There's that's you can't you can't be pay your home maintenance no. bill fortnightly. It has to go into account, and and again, it's it's another expense that we know that's coming up at some stage. So let's just. Let's just set up a transfer every pay cycle so that that money is allocated. Yep. Where we where we see people fall really short is that they don't allocate for those things. Yep. So they don't allocate for their holidays, yep. for example, yep. and then they don't allocate for yep. their bigger bills, yep. like uh, yep. home maintenance. Yep. And all of a sudden, that all falls at once. Yep. And what happens is that they um, put. Fifteen thousand dollars on their credit card yep. to cover those things. Yep, and then you're behind the eight ball. Yeah. And they're behind the eight ball, or they, or worse still, they pull yep. fifteen thousand dollars out of their retirement savings yes. if they have access to that yep. and go backwards. So it's about getting organised and it's, having realistic estimates it, of those. It's funny because it's sort of like a lot of those bills are a bit like Christmas. I was having a joke with a client a couple of days ago about this, where they were saying about yeah, and and Christmas has come up. And we were joking about it. It happens every year. It happens every it's, year. It's, you get your rego bill every year, and you go, "Jesus, this rego bill that I paid twelve months ago has just come again." It's a twelve-month bill. That's that's what happens every twelve months. It's going to turn up. That's right. So, like you uh, say, yeah. Go back and have a listen to episode fourteen, which yeah. is "Should I Have a Budget?" Yeah. So we talk in depth about how to set your budget up, yeah, and to allocate for these things in that yeah. in that um, in that podcast, yeah. Um, so, so, so there's a couple other, um, uh, I guess, sort of a bit outside of the the realm of the the standard process that we'd go mm. through there. Mike, that you made a note of here, which is a, a good points is that another one is at the end of the year why it's 
Another reason it's a great time to look at your budget is that I guess with your culling of those expenses, there are some expenses that are going to end at the end of the calendar year, and a big one of this is um, school fees for kids, yes. uh, those sorts of things. Um, all of those, you know, kids that, if you're paying for them to be at university away, all those bills that they normally stop at the end of the calendar year. Yeah, look, it's that. Um, so there could be uh, university fees, school fees, yep. um, or subsidising your children for yes. the university. Yep. Um, Look, for a lot of people, for a lot of our, our clients in their 50s, Dallas, they're studying themselves yeah. like, because it's quite common now to, mm. to um, upskill yourself yep. and to segue yep. into related fields. So we, we find that a lot of our clients um, are actually spending money on their own study, which yep. is fantastic. Yep. But what happens is that that comes and goes. So they finish a course yep. and um, what what you want to do is, is look at that money yep. as being able to, yep. what you were spending on that study. That's right can go straight into your um, retirement, savings. retirement savings. So you yep. can, you can if it's $100 a fortnight that you were, yep. you were paying yep. for that study, yep. um, you can now put $100 a fortnight yep. extra straight into your yep. superannuation fund. So it's a really good one. And that, that's the point about that. Why the other, the other reason I like that attitude is, so if, you, if you, your child's just finished grade 12 and you've been paying for them, paying for their school fees, take that money and put that straight into your retirement savings. Do not get in the trap of giving that to your adult kids no. as a handout. They're 18, they're on their own now. Maybe not, maybe that's a bit harsh. No, that's a bit, that's, they could be a bit young, but, um, <laughs> but certainly. Those expenses need, they, they have or they should be reducing drastically. When they're 25 to 30, that's, they that's, are too old. Now, yeah. now this, this, this is a good segue into this next point. Yeah. And um, this point is stop giving your adult kids money. Yeah. Exclamation point! Yeah. <laughs> exclamation point! Yeah. So yeah. let's talk about this a little bit more. Yep. Um, we just see this so much. much. Yep. So yep. Um, and and the end of a calendar year is a great time to draw a line in that. It's a yeah. great time to have a conversation okay. with your children. So um, look, if you're fifty-five or yep. mid-fifties now, yep. you, you've probably got twenty-five-year-old, twenty-six-year-old, yep. yeah, somewhere in the range of twenty-five yep. to thirty-year-olds. Yep. yep. Um, we just see it so much where you have yep. children that are working yep. uh, on good jobs, on good money. Yep. They're between the ages of 25 to 30 yep. and, and their parents come. are giving them thousands of dollars a year, yep. thousands of dollars a year. You yep. need to stop. Yep. You need to stop right now. Yep. Uh, I sound like a bit of a counsellor here, but <laughs> like, like, like you need to stop because yep. um, if you're 55 and you're listening to this, compulsory superannuation came in in 1992 yeah so what that means is that you're in your late 20s yep. when you started getting the first payments into your superannuation fund yeah um, you were therefore behind the able and you're in the worst possible age range because yep. you haven't qualified and won't qualify for some time for the age pension yeah and it's a moving target so yep. not only did you get superannuation yep. paid in yep. later in life yeah um, by the time you reach 65, well, they've actually already pushed it out to 67, yep. age, pension age, um, and likely to be a lot more changes in that space. Yep. You're just in that, in that, um, that middle ground. That middle ground. Yep. And we just see it time after time again. Yep. I'm on my high horse here. I'm <laughs> of, I, I, it, it's, I just cannot, I just we, cannot we, we understand like these people lot, that are giving their adult children who all have jobs. Yep. 
they're giving them thousands and thousands and thousands yeah. uh, a, a year. And, um, and that's kind of, like I say, I'm probably harsher than you where I go, they're 18, you've educated them. That's it. That's it. And it might be a bit longer than that. But well, I think, I some think stage, for, some, for, some, yeah. for some children, they don't need much no, that's after right. 18. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and that's, I guess, the point, though, is that is the same as any other expense where that has to end at some stage. And the end of a calendar yeah. year is a good time to go, okay, well that my, my child is now finished uni or they've finished school or they've finished yeah. whatever it is, the first year of their apprenticeship, they're about to get a pay rise. Whatever that time is, at some stage that has to end. Yeah. And, and this is a, a great time to look at that and go, there's, there's a... And it becomes, I think, the beauty of taking that money and putting that straight into your retirement savings is that it's not, uh, I think for a lot of people, that guilt of going, oh, well, they're, they're an apprentice or they're not on much money, so they don't have much spare money. If you're taking that money that you were giving to your adult kids and you put that straight into your retirement savings, it's not even you spending it on things for yourself. It's you taking care of your own future so that you are not going to have to be uh, financially a burden on your kids in 20, 30 years' time. And that's most people's biggest fear is is that's the conversation I have with people, with their kids about saying, you you sit down with your 23-year-old and say, I can keep giving you this money, but five years into retirement, 10 years into retirement, I'm going to run out of money, I'm going to come and live with you. And most of the time, that 23-year-old go, it's okay, I don't, I don't need the money, you, yeah, you right. save it, you put it in the super. <laughs> so that's, that's kind of a, we talk about this topic all the time, but this is, the end of the year is a great uh, line a, in the sand. It's a really good line in the sand. And, and just to be clear, um, a lot of people will say to us, we don't give our kids any money, but when we look at it, yep. they're still paying the yep. phone bill for yep. three of the children. Yep. Uh, three of their old children they're still yeah. playing like these these are the common yeah. things that we see paying the phone bills yeah. um, because that money's just been direct debited out of their yeah. account since yeah. they were 16 yeah. uh, now they're 26 yeah. um, and it's still happening <laughs> and that, that's uh, it you've got um, you've got phone bills you've got car, car registration car insurance being paid car insurance that are being paid yep yeah. Um, look, you add all that up, and, and then there's a bit of cash here and there. So you add yeah. all that up, yeah. it can be ten thousand dollars. Yeah. Now, out of this whole scenario here, yeah. um, I should point out we're looking to free up thirty thousand dollars. Yeah. Like, and 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 um, that'll make sense in a minute. But if you can free up thirty thousand dollars, yeah, to for a couple, yeah, um, uh, which would be typically fifteen thousand dollars each yeah. going into their superannuation fund. Yeah. Um, uh, assuming that you know that their employers are paying not quite ten thousand dollars yep. in each yep. to their superannuation funds per person, um, what that means is that each member of that couple, if yep. they can free up thirty thousand dollars combined, fifteen thousand dollars each, and yep. that goes into their superannuation yep. funds, yep. they can claim that as a tax deduction. Yes. Now, um, listen to episode nine, uh, which is stop leaving money on the table yep. uh, our podcast so the average couple in their 50s before they come to see us they're missing on, missing out on $7,200 in yep. tax savings and, and that's a, a good point uh, with your with your tax savings there Michael is, is that for most people when you look at your budget you're looking at the net pay that's hit your bank account from, mm. from your, your pay each week now if you added back in your, your tax as an expense, as, as a line item in your budget, it would be one of the highest, one of the highest costs. Absolutely. You know, if, if you look at someone who's earning $100,000 a year is, is on average paying you know, somewhere around $26,000 in, in tax for the year. Yeah. So 
we don't see that. It doesn't hit the bank account, so we don't see it as a, as a line item. But for most people, yeah, their their tax bill is higher than their mortgage. It's higher than all of their insurances. It's higher than you know what they're spending on holidays. All these sorts of things, and it's another expense that. If you can reduce that, no one's getting any joy out of paying more money to the ATO. If, no. if you can reduce that, and, and through uh, those super contributions is, is the easiest way to be able to put that money aside for the future and pick up a big tax savings, there's no, there's no cost to your enjoyment. There's no cost-benefit trade-off there where you're going, oh, well, I really like spending that. I really like sending that money to the ATO every fortnight. I've never met anyone that says that, <laughs> that they want to pay more tax no. or, the, or even the same amount. No, no that's right. Exactly. Um, yeah, the, I mean, the point about that $7,200 in tax savings, so we won't go exactly how the, mm. the inner workings of that, but, but to take advantage of that, you actually need to free up $30,000 yep. a year um, yep. as a couple yep. because you need to be putting $15,000 each yep. Yep. Uh, into your superannuation funds to be able to claim that as a tax deduction. Yeah. Um, um, noting that you can't put in in any more than twenty five thousand dollars, including what your employer puts in. So, yep. simple example there is that is that um, if your employer is paying in less than ten thousand dollars, you can put that you can put 000. at least fifteen thousand dollars each yep. into your superannuation fund and and um, claim that as a tax deduction. Yeah. So that's where that seven thousand two hundred dollars in tax savings yep. really comes from. Yeah. And, and and for I mean, you just have to free up the money first before and, you can you can take advantage of it. If you cannot free up yeah. that money to go into your superannuation fund yeah. each year, yeah. then you just miss out on those yeah. tax savings. That's right. The uh, and and a point I think as as we wrap up, the a good point to make, and we've said this a number of different times throughout other podcasts, is that for most people, if you if you do this in a structured way and go through and and cull, reduce, and and cap all of these items in your budget. Most people are not sitting here in three months' time saying, oh, my lifestyle has just gone, gone to hell. They're, they're normally sitting here going, yeah, there are some things that we've tightened up a little bit, but you really don't notice it. Like most people, you can save a lot of money and you can reduce a lot of your expenses without really uh, affecting your lifestyle too much at all. You absolutely can because, like, like we said, that <coughs> excuse me, the length of that budget template in Excel yep. is 35 centimetres. Yep. So... Um, just each and you can you can picture how many different yeah. um, line items there are. Yes. In that thirty-five centimeter. That's right. Yeah. And um, yeah, one one line item might be twenty-four thousand dollars for the year, which might be your mortgage repayment. So yeah. if you can reduce your interest rate yeah. down yeah. and reduce your mortgage repayments down, and that frees up yeah yeah a few thousand dollars to put into your superannuation That's fund, right. which gives you an extra tax saving. Yeah. Yep. Um, there's things that you can cull. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, there's a chance that you're giving your three adult children or your two adult children somewhere in the vicinity of five to ten thousand dollars a year. Yep. And they, and they, um, yeah, that money stops and goes now into your superannuation fund, which yeah. means that you claim more as a tax deduction. Yeah, which brings the um, tax bill down. Which yeah. brings the tax bill down. So yeah. look, if if, if yeah. you go and listen to episode three, which is which is called drive a fifteen thousand dollar car to draw an extra seven hundred and seventeen thousand dollars in retirement. Yeah. Um, that example looks at only putting fifteen thousand dollars yep. a year yep. into superannuation. Yep. Um, for the last fifteen years yep. of your working life, so from age fifty to sixty five, let's say. Yep. Uh, 
Now, you can actually draw a sum total of $717,000 of additional income in retirement just by doing that, yep. just by putting $15,000 in yep. um, for the last 15 years. Yep. Now, um, you may only have 10 years yep. to go, yep. but then you may be a couple and you can do $15,000 each, so $30,000 yep. together. Um, so there's there's plenty of things yep. that can be done. And like you... And, and, um, like you said, Dallas, once we put uh, a plan in place that yep. does this and takes this money away from people and puts it in their superannuation fund, yeah, they don't notice. They it. all come back yep. and they report back that they've done it standing on their head, yeah, because they just haven't noticed the yep. the um, because because it's been taken as they get paid, yeah, they haven't seen it turn up in their bank account, yeah, and they ha- have gotten used to yes. not spending it, yeah. And all the other expenses that they had just they have just floated out amongst yep. themselves. Yeah. Which is the same way. It's just the reverse of what happened on the way up. So what yep. happened on the way up was as that they could up. both live off yep. thirty thousand dollars each. Yeah. And then uh, yep. as their incomes progressed up, yep. all of these other expenses just started crept creeping up and in. Crept up. I think, and that's a uh, a great point of it's it's. It's very possible for everyone to, to do, and it's very important for everyone to do, is the other side of it. And that's, I guess, uh, the way that I've, a point I'd make just to wrap up is that this is all, we've talked about this for half an hour. At the end of the day, nothing, there's no point listening to this podcast or, or thinking about this or talking about it with your, with your spouse without actually getting it done. So as we've said in episode 12, Financial planning without financial doing is a waste of time. Yeah. So there, and, and this is, I think, one where you go, pick a time, uh, make a plan for when you're actually gonna sit down and do this, and just uh, get it done. It, it's, it's so valuable, it's so important, like we've just said, over that last 10 years of your working life, if you can, if you can do this, if you can take some of that uh, money that you're spending now that you're not getting any enjoyment out of, and get that into your retirement savings, it's gonna make a huge difference. So we know it's going to make a big difference. It's just a matter of sitting down and getting it done. Great place to wrap up. We'd only be too happy to help. So feel free to get in touch with us at uh, Lighthouse Financial Advisors Townsville. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Money Over 50 podcast with Lighthouse Financial Advisors. We look forward to catching up again soon.